Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to One P Talk, One Purpose Blog Talk Radio Show. I am the editor and owner of One Purpose Magazine, and I am here with another week of our community chat, where we bring you self-love talk, culture topics, and main topics that are centered around health, wellness, and mental health. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast. I hope you are here to enjoy the show. Hey, 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 what's up? It's your girl, Nia. I have a little delay going because of a technical glitch, but it's all good. It's working out in my favor, as it normally does. There's always a technical glitch when you're working alone, but I'm happy to be back. It's been three months. I've been out of the loop, resting, restoring, doing all those things that they say is required for self-care, self-love, self-improvement. I'm in my studio, and it sounds like that the person next door is having a meeting. So if if you catch some voices in the background, it's them uh, doing what they do. Uh, I'm glad to see that business is taking place for the new year. (laughs) That's always a good thing. But if you hear voices, that's what, what it is. It's no one here with me. It's just me by myself doing what I love to do with my small little crew out there, the people that do tune in and pay attention and show me love and share the show and listen after it's recorded, all of that good stuff. Don't forget that I do record live. I do record so that I can post on YouTube, and it is shared on YouTube Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. All is well on my end. I hope that everyone is good and kicking off the new year how you desire it to. May as well, because last year was rough, so you may as well get in what you want to get in, live how you choose to live, because everybody else is. Everybody else out here doing what they want to do, how they want to do it, so why not you? Live, live this year to the best of your ability. Live out your dreams. Heck, play out your fantasies, <laughs> whatever those may be positive or what, help your fellow man, help your uh, love thy neighbor, all that stuff. Do good things for others. Do good things for yourself so that you can do good things for others. All that good stuff that I always talk about on this show. And as a reminder, you know, this show is not to be your typical news show, just kind of your laid back uh you know, sometimes I'm loving, sometimes, well, loving is correcting. A lot of times I, I'm correcting, so and I self-check. You know, I check myself when I'm wrong, <laughs> all that good stuff. So it's just real authentic, you know, down-to-earth chat talk, um, and mostly, mostly news. You know, I'm a news junkie, and I like to bring forth topics that really help the community and help us enhance uh if you will, enhance our culture and bring things to the black community that I feel help us grow as a whole and individually. Because I do, I have, I start off with my updates and then I talk about uh, some culture topics and I try to put some health and mental health topics in there. So yeah, I just try to, I don't freestyle, I plan the show and if I have a special 
report that I that I put together. I share that. I talk about that so that um, you know you all are up to date on some of the things and conversations that's taking place uh, about us. You know, because people like to talk about us, but they don't. <laughs> They don't usually, they talk about us to other people. You know, they don't bring information to us, for us, by us. But anyway, we can discuss that if y'all want to some other time. Don't get me to, don't get me up here chattering and talking mess. So anyway, uh, oh, I have, I've been working on something three months while I've been out for three months. Right when I ended, I ordered, um, I decided to go through the straightening process for my teeth. So if I sound like I have a little bit of a lisp, it's because I started the aligners for my teeth to get them straighter after my daughter. And this is just a little me spilling tea on myself after my daughter. For some reason, my teeth just started shifting more. I was always okay with um, my teeth were never very straight. And I was always okay with that. I'm not a vain person. Vanity is, you know, really not my thing. It's just not nothing against people who are into their look and get things fixed and changed and all of that. Good for them. But it's just never been my thing. So, I, but I decided after uh, having, well, I decided last year after recording and doing videos, I'm like, my teeth are really shifting. So I decided to start wearing aligners. And so they're kind of weird. You know, they, when I first put them in, it's like an adjustment period for a few days. And uh, it's strange, but, you know, hey, it's working. It's, it's getting me straighter. I'll be happy if I just get back to where I was <laughs> before I start having kids. But um, if not, you know, whatever. We'll see. I end in March. I'll be done in March. It was a five-month process, so we'll see. But anyway, that's a personal update. Um, I have One Purpose Magazine updates. Uh, the magazine is moving forward with its annual issue, which will be available in the spring. I am seeking experts in, in, um, in their field to share information in the areas of mental health, health disparities in the black community, uh, reinvestment in communities of color and culture-related topics focused on the black community. Um, you do not have to be an opinion writer, nor do you have to have had um, have been published before. Um, we want to continue to equip people in our communities with information that will help them grow and thrive. Um, myself in journalism, I feel like, you know, and I started off saying this, that I'm somewhat of a bridge if you will. And what I mean by that is I've learned that many people in communities lack trust in getting the help they need because they just don't know people in the field that we have to depend on. We really have learned that in 2020. <laughs> we really learned that. 2020 was a, it was a microscopic lens on all of the issues. So um, there's a lot of work already being done, which is a great thing. I just want to make sure I'm doing my part in reaching the people I target um, with uh, 
individuals in particular fields, whatever fields, if it's medicine, if it's science, really science. Like, I think that we really have to see how many black people are in science. Uh, it's amazing to me. And uh, we need to, you know, give our community the information that we, we get when we work in, in these fields. Uh, you know, that's what I do on in public health. If I If I learn something new, and working in public health, and I feel like it'll benefit people who do not typically get to get the information, then I think it's important for me to bring forth that information and tell my people what's going on, what they're researching, what they're using all this money to find out, instead of it being buried in some journal that our people aren't reading. So, you know, we have a right to that information. It's, a, it's millions of money of dollars spent on uh researching and pulling data from our communities. We should be benefiting from that information. We should be using that information in our communities to better our communities, to better, you know, like our school systems, our, our public, our social, uh, social systems, all the systems that we need implemented in communities that help us thrive. We should be using the data that they have out there that the government provides financing for to better our communities, right? And that may not have come out right, but my point is that the information is out there. It should be getting in the hands of our people to use it to better our communities. Millions of dollars goes into it. So, um, like I said, the magazine will be completed in spring. I talked a lot about what I wanted this magazine to focus on, people in the arts. I want to profile people in the arts. So if you're out there and you're an artistic person, you know, and you're trying to get your voice out there, please hit me up at nia.andrews at gmail.com. That's a good way to get me. Um, I also want to uh, focus a little bit on food. <laughs> That's my favorite, one of my favorites. So I'm planning on reaching out to some of the mukbangers on YouTube to get uh, their stories and how they got started. I love the mukbang shows or the eating shows. Let's call them the eating shows. I love them. A lot of times, you know, their personal business <laughs> kind of seeps into the the community, but I love the shows for what they are. But anyway, so, yeah, that's some things that I'm going to be working on. I'm looking forward to that, especially hearing from the voices of our experts, because they're everyday people as well. So we always expose the greatness of everyday people. That's what the magazine is for. That's what the intention is. That's what the mission is. So moving forward, um, my voice is cracking. Let me get a drink of water. Anyway. I'm going to move on to the self-love topic. Um, I have this self-love journey box that I am creating to come out that will include the memoir, of course, which is a memoir journal, uh, and other cool things to navigate, one, through your own personal self-love journey. I feel so excited about that because when I went through 
my journey of self-discovery and self-correcting and all that, I found out so much about myself. And it really made me a better person for my family, for my community, for business, for jobs, for everything. It just made me all around more full, whole person. So I would like to, you know, extend what I did to others. And so I'm going to put it together in a box. We are familiar with so many. Everybody has a box now. So I'm going to join everybody in doing so as well and sharing those things in the box. And so I'm thinking about making it available. I'm going to only do like 50 at first. And and I'm going to put them on um, my my publisher my publisher's website store, so that they are available for for sale for retail sale online. So I'm working on pulling that together. I'm excited about it. So hopefully you all are looking forward to it. So you can check it out. Um, I tell a story in my book. So this is related to the self love topic. I tell a story in my book. Um, but I am sharing it in an upcoming video about how it hit me that you alone are enough. I had a vision uh, for my life, and the vision was so big, I thought that I could not do it without a partner, right? So I thought what I had to do to launch into the vision was to find a man, find a husband, <laughs> a, hardworking, a hardworking man, because I got a lot on my plate, and, you know, who wouldn't benefit from having that reinforced. But when I went to spend the time alone, when I went to spend time alone away from everyone, God spoke to me through watching Maya Angelou's documentary. He spoke to me telling me that you alone are enough. My story uh, on the beginning of this journey will be available. I think I'm going to make that available Valentine's Day as well, that story. But I'm so excited about recording it because I'm going to share it in like kind of a documentary format and I'm going to make that available on Valentine's Day along with uh, the box for people who will be interested in taking their own self-love journey. So I, I think it's cool. There's something that I'm excited about. I had to reinvent the whole idea of promoting my book, as you all know, because last year smacked us with its backhand. <laughs> That just smacked us like Ike. You know, it was just just brutal and abusive last year was. But um, so hopefully we're getting planted and getting grounded again so that we can work this thing out and make it fruitful, you know, being fruitful in the year and not leafy, <laughs> kind of just waving around like we were last year, figuring out, you know, which way the wind is going to blow. You know, we'll be fruitful this year and nourishing to the land. <laughs> so, um, anyway, moving forward, uh, my cultural topic. This was just on my chest. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know where this is going to go. But the culture topic, topic for me is today is victim shaming. So recently, I was having a conversation with men that I love dearly, and Bill Cosby came up. It's old news. I know it's old, and we probably shouldn't have been talking about it, but it came up. 
And at this point, feel how you may, uh, but one of the men mentioned that the woman that had accused him, the the one that, the, the last one that was the reason why he's in prison, she had probably gotten high before she was there. And what was she doing there to begin with? And that she's not attractive. It turned into this barbershop style talk. And at that point, I was done. So I am not one to dig into the depths of people's thinking, or maybe I am. Probably more so I am than I'm not. But <laughs> I guess, you know, for the most part, sometimes I'm not. Let's just put it like that. But I feel if your instinct is to blame a woman for being victimized, something is wrong with you. Victim blaming occurs when the victim of a crime or any wrongful act is held entirely or partially at fault for the harm that befell on them or befell them. The study of victimology seeks to mitigate the prejudice against victims and the perception that victims are in any way responsible for the actions of the offenders. So, like, the Me Too movement hit us strong over the past few years. And I find it very interesting that men still, you know, have this, some men, not all men, that some men have this victim shaming um, response about them. And it kind of, it doesn't just break my heart for women who are victims, but it kind of break my heart for them too, because either for me, something happened in their past, and I'm not trying to be younger here, where they were blamed for something and, you know, their side of the story wasn't heard possibly, or they're just like, they just lack compassion and empathy. So now let me make this clear. I sympathize with men who have been victims themselves, especially of false accusations. But among us, within our culture, we have a problem, I think. I use that as an example to segue me into the topic. But men, if women say they are, they've been hurt, believe them. If they tell you, they trust you. You know, the history has shown that we have the propensity to hide abuse. So the worst thing you can do as as uh, you can do, I think, as someone who a woman feels like she can confide in and she may view as a protector is show any form of, um, show any form of, of, you know, victim shaming or making her feel guilty for an experience that she had. You know, she sees you as someone that she can confide in. We have to start taking our relationships more seriously. Um, There's a part in the Bible, and I have to go here, because this is a part, this is, I've had to use this to kind of correct myself (laughs) many of times, but there's a part in the Bible that, uh, you know, I kind of dislike it, I'm not going to lie, but I I have to hold myself accountable to it often. And it's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4. And the English Standard Version says, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. 
And so that kind of just goes back to this barber barbershop kind of talking. You know, sometimes we say things in, in a joking manner or, you know, in a way that is not thinking about compassion. We just get comfortable being silly and being crass and being, you know, just having a joking, crude mentality just to make others laugh and to be silly and things. But sometimes I think as a culture, we have to be careful with that because I think that it blocks a lot of our ability to have healthy dialogue in relationships because we just don't feel that counterparts, friends, companions, you know, take things serious because it's air of, of uh, it's been a, maybe a wall put up because of this mentality. I feel this way. I feel that a lot of times we we take on that disposition of ha 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 or making others laugh or feeling uncomfortable with conversations. So we joke about things and so we and we make them not as important. So that creates, I think, a wall. It builds a wall so that people can't confide in us. So vulnerability is not as easy for us to be transparent with. And I just think that that's something that we have to work on and uh, do better as individuals to take on this Ephesians 5-4 attitude to not, what it says, but instead let there be thanksgiving. That's very important. But I do think that, you know, it's not fun to be serious all the time and to be vulnerable all the time, especially in our culture. We love to laugh through things, but maybe we should leave that to the comedians. <laughs> let the comedians tell the jokes. You know, let the barbershop talks stay in the barbershops. If you are in a conversation with a woman, don't have the barbershop talks that, you know, you you may have. You know, we, are a little, we, we can be a little bit more fragile. You know, keep that in mind. We have to be, we have to take our relationships a little bit more seriously, and I'll leave it at that. I think that's a, a good place to put a period. If we want to do better by each other, we have to start keeping each other in mind and thinking about each other in our conversations, right? I think that's fair. Oh, no, it's not. That's my last issue up there, if you all if you all are curious, it's the last issue. It's on the website if you visit www.onepurposemagazine.com. And I'm speaking to the YouTube audience, blog, talk, radio folks. <laughs> and you too can visit the website, www.onepurposemagazine.com to see the um, the digital magazine, the one from last year before, before the new one comes out. So moving forward, uh, treat each other better. Be more open, be more conscious of your relationships and the people who you are trying to relate with in conversation. So the next topic is a health news topic. Okay, I'm taking a deep breath here because I was going to have a conversation about the science and the fear with the coronavirus vaccine. I changed my mind. I will not present the science I will not talk about mRNA vaccinations and how they have been used 
and studied for years like I was going to. I will not talk about the fear in the black community because of the health disparities that have been plaguing the black community and the mistreatment and medicine. You know, I'm not going to go down that path. I wanted to, but that path has been traveled so well over the last few weeks. If you don't know at this point, you're just being defiant and you don't want to know. But the information is out there. The truth is out there on both sides, what the fears are, how you can deal with the fears, what the facts are, how you can interpret the facts. They are there. And usually I feel like it's my job, as I was saying earlier, to relate the message so that my people can understand. But, oh, my God, people in medicine, um, people in the media, community folks have been doing a good job at bringing forth the facts on both sides for those who are for the vaccine and those who are against it. Uh, I think that you have free will to do whatever it is that you want to do. But this is where I stand. We have to do something. We have to do something. We cannot sit back, not wear masks, hang out with our family, go visit our families, and do whatever it is that we want to do, and still not be accepting of the vaccine. All of that leaves no solution to coming out of this pandemic. Um, none of it. None of those things. So none of those things lead us to a solution to having a more prosperous year outside of what we were stuck in last year. So what I'm saying or what I guess my message is in this is that we have to begin to have dialogue about what the real problems are. Because if you have all the facts, if you are just now learning the history of the Tuskegee experiment, you have really, give me one second, Blog Talk Radio, I'm having an issue with my camera. So if you, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm sorry. But if you have not come to a conclusion of what your plans are, we have to figure out what's the next steps for you. Um, if, if you're not choosing a vaccine and you still want to live your life like everybody else, because that's the point of the vaccine, you know, that's really the urgency of it because a lot of people are not taking the virus seriously. And they're not adhering to proper social distancing. They're not adhering to proper mask wearing. They're not adhering to not um, congregating with people. And the biggest part is just the stress that it has on the healthcare system. That's the biggest part. Even though they found a way, they found ways to keep people um, to sustain people through this virus. Uh, as many people are not dying, 
you know, people are still getting sick and still going to the hospital. And so it creates a strain. So if, if, if you don't want to adhere to proper protocols, if you still want to party, if you still want to travel, if you don't really want to wear a vaccine, I mean, wear a mask, and you don't want to get a vaccine, vaccine. See, one thing about medicine and one thing about science is that it, it corrects our bad behavior. You know, it steps in when our bad behavior, the consequences of our bad behavior has taken over us. And so thank God for medicine. Thank God for science. Because if it was not for medicine and science helping us with our bad behaviors, then, you know, most of us would be out of here a long time ago anyway. <laughs> so, so, you know, think about that. What's your solution if you choose to do none of the above? Anyway, I'm going to catch you back next week. The show has been fun as usual. God bless you all. Peace.